This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Welcome to the second programme in our Hugh Lane concert series, featuring the music of British composer and double bassist Barry Guy, accompanied by Japanese pianist Izumi Kimura. Thank you. 
Today's concert at the Hugh Lane Gallery here in the heart of Dublin uh, features Barry Guy, a world-renowned bassist and composer, and Izumi Kimura, a pianist, contemporary musician and composer, and both of them today presenting a contemporary music concert here at the gallery. If I can start with you, Barry, you've played here before, and uh, the venue is a beautiful beautiful place. Yep. Uh, tell me a little bit about the experience here because it is an art gallery, not your average uh, jazz or indeed musical setting. And it's just one of those spaces that has uh, a, a natural resonance and uh, it's very supportive of a variety of musics. It can, be, it can be responsive to a string quartet, a single string instrument, or um, a grand piano, and that's what you will hear today, the, or baby grand piano with an amplified bass. Um, I don't think we've ever played with any drums in the room, but uh, I suspect that it might get out of hand. But it, it is a wonderful space. It's a, it's a, it, I was going to say it's a shoebox, but it's a shoebox with bits on the side. And, uh, but it has... It's just a great space to, uh, to play music. And uh, the, one feels very close to the audience, of course, but that's, that's, that's half the joy of it. It feels, it feels like a family gathering. Um, I, after all these years, I've played here many times, and uh, it certainly has a good... A good um, certainly the Sunday concerts, good luck, a good feel. And Izumi, you've played here before also. Yes, I've played many times, and it's my favourite venue in Dublin, I think. <laughs> It's just a really feels good. It's just a really nice vibe every time I come here, and there's always nice <coughs> audience. Audience is so supportive and just nice atmosphere. It's probably all this artwork and everything just creating this vibe, and um, sounds very nice as well. It's, it's it's sometimes it is a bit too much resonance, but that's actually better than the other way anyway. And um, it just feels really warm and nice venue. So it's my favorite place to mm. play. The space that you occupy here is full of resonance. The instruments just carry through the, the building, if you like. Uh, how different is that to a typical club or a typical recital in a small room? Yeah, I find in this place it's always one note can speak a lot. So quiet piece uh, can sound great in this place. And when it's really wild, you know, fortissimo stuff, it sounds really crazy. So it's, it's easy, easier to dynamics in here I have to say and um, it's just um, I, um, there's a lot of thing about colors in the conversation there the colors and the music that's hugely important for me that the colors in the music and then this venue is very colorful I think the, um, every sound has, has a, like rainbow colors <laughs> it's really kind of you can hear the lots and lots of different colors in this uh, venue for some reason Tell me about the piano that you'll be playing on here at the Hugh Lane, mm. because it's, uh, it's a grand piano. It's, it's not a huge concert grand. No, it's a small uh, one. So how does it feel for you as a pianist to play this one? Actually, it's, I really like this piano, and, but it's hard to know, because I imagine if you take this piano out of this place, it's probably going to sound so different that you don't even recognize it. <laughs> it's just the place has so much effect on, on the instrument. So I actually, although I played this piano many times and I really like this piano, I still feel like I don't really know this person, not person, <laughs> piano. 
<laughs> yet. Yes. Yet. It's very in interesting in that sense, but I really like, like this instrument. I want to say something that this is actually part of a project that I was very fortunate to get uh, supported by Arts Council, so I really uh, I want to thank Arts Council and also Improvised Music, music Company as well for promoting us. Um, but another um, project as a part of this was um, Joe with Jerry Hemingway, the drummer, great drummer, and also he has a very, very physical, almost like dance, dancing uh, way of playing, <laughs> dancing way of playing, or very physical way of playing. And this is kind of one of the themes that um, it's just more and more that everything has to come together. Everything is coming together, and um, I'm. I'm on, on the journey of that. Now we're going to play a piece called Void for Doris. And this, was, uh, this, this piece was um, inspired by a visit to the Jewish Museum in Berlin, uh, built or designed by Daniel Liebskind. The space that uh, was the sort of genesis for this piece was... was like a, a tall tower, but cold, completely empty space, except for the floor was covered with uh, metal discs. And every time you touch one of these discs, there would be some uh, metallic noise. But what struck me was the coldness of the space. It was, it was a remarkable experience. Anyway, this next piece is called Void.
could you tell me your name, where you're from and what brings you here today? Uh, my name is Mary Tan. I'm from Clondalkin and I'm here because I have seen Izumi Kimura before and I just think she's an amazing musician. Absolutely beautiful. So I have to come to see her again. Hi, my name is Nicola Garrett and I'm originally from Galway, now living in Meath. And what brought me here today was the interest of hearing the concert and also because Per is on crutches, I wanted to give him a hand. Well, my name is Jose. I'm from the Basque Country and I come here for the music. It's, it's the third time I came this year to, see, um, to listen to this Hugh Lane concert. And I love this place, I love the gallery. And I love piano, so I think it's going to be a good gig. I'm Brendan O'Rourke. I'm from Swords. I come here most Sundays. I like musical instruments. When I was young, I used to look into shop windows at them, and now I'm able to watch them performing. Hello, um, my name is Justina. I'm a Meshanka. I'm from Poznań, from Poland. And I came here to us every Sunday for a wonderful concert, classic music. Um, because it's very interesting and beautiful and you can meet fantastic talent and lovely people. We are going to play three pieces of different characteristics. First piece is called Fire and Ice. Second piece is called Some Other Place. Third piece is called Blue Horizon for MH. MH being my Homburger, my wife. So I write her a tune every so often for her birthday, so Blue Horizon. And these three, three tunes we decided would run very nicely uh, together. So uh, this is an, sort of an extended, extended piece.
Uh, I'm Marie, I'm from France, and it's the first time here in the, for classical concert. And uh, I'm used to go to this kind of concert in Paris, and I missed this, so now I'm here for, to enjoy it. My name is Per Elofsson, I'm originally from Sweden, but I'm living here in Ireland. And uh, I'm interested in free music and jazz music, and uh, try to follow some of these events. Uh, I saw Barry Guy about a year ago in another concert here in Dublin, and I also know about the Japanese lady, and I, uh, I saw her, uh, follow her on YouTube and see some of the recordings there. So. Uh, my name is Mark, uh, I'm from Inchicore in Dublin, and I'm here with my friend Jose to meet him. Uh, it was just the only uh, suitable location to meet up this week. Uh, it's not my first time to the uh, gallery, but it's my first time to attend a, a gig here. Uh, my name is Vinicius, I'm from Brazil. Um, I love this kind of music. I use it to, to go in my country, and I think it's a great opportunity to have a contact with this kind of great uh, musicians. Well, I've noticed in all of your music great technical prowess, very technically difficult things to do physically for the hands and for the body. And in your case, Guy, or Barry, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I've got a middle name of John as well, you can make a choice. Guy, John and Barry. <laughs> yeah. In your case, too, your ability to perform is a hugely physical act on your part. Uh, the double bass is a huge instrument. And I, if I may say so, it seems like you, you join with it and you almost like dance around it and in it, mm. and you become almost one with the double bass. And uh, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to watch during your performance. Well, I'm going to be a spoiler here a little bit because, in fact, the bass I'm using is actually quite small. It's my special travel bass, and it's about half the size of a normal instrument. Uh, that's, uh, that's the consequences of getting old, you see. You, you want to travel light. But uh, I've had um, luthiers make me basses which can... Uh, really um, give really good resonance, but uh, but they're about half the thickness. So that's that's what that's a good side of it. I worked for quite a while with the London Contemporary Dance Theatre, and working with dancers, I found to be quite inspirational in the sense that if they had to um, acquire or develop moves, they had to use their whole body to to uh, to accomplish this these moves. And uh, I I found that. I was learning how to, to channel energy in the same way as, da as dancers, through the arms to the point where you need to make the sound in the fingerboard. So it, it, I mean, it wasn't only the dancers, but it was just a useful lesson uh, being around dancers because, you, my goodness, you get, you get quite embarrassed, really. You know, you see these wonderful bodies there and you feel like a tub of lard compared with these, these ladies and gentlemen. So actually, I, at one point, I joined the uh, body control studio to see, see how they prepared themselves for the dances and uh, so working with the London Contemporary Dance Theatre with Bob Cohan was, uh, was, was very instructional. But also you have a long association because you're the founder and artistic director of London Jazz Composers Orchestra. Yeah. Now I've seen these guys playing with you and you're all together on stage. I have to say first of all musically speaking what amazing music you are composing for this group and secondly again from all of the members of the orchestra huge physicality during performance just like you said almost like a dance performance with music. Well, I think this, is, uh, this has been inspirational also for the, uh, throughout the whole of my life. I, I formed the orchestra in, what, in nine, when I was 23 years old, I think, as a, as a celebration of the work I was doing in London and, and the support I got from, from many of the musicians, or most of the musicians, and it, was, it covered quite a wide 
um, area of musical archetypes, anything from you know sort of modern jazz through to the really freer uh, free end of the spectrum. And um, I, the, fir the first piece I wrote called Ode was was basically an evening's work, which actually was meant to bring everybody together. It was it had its own problems in the sense that we had a conductor, which was my composition teacher and and general yes yeah, my general professor of music and uh, Buxton Orr conducted the orchestra for 10 years which actually was anathema to some of these guys because the last thing they wanted to do was to sit in the in the ranks of an orchestra or 20, with uh, 18 other guys or 20 other guys and have somebody waving arms in front of front of them but uh, we managed over the years you know we had our good moments and bad moments we had our difficult moments but uh, Every time we finally got round to the performance, I found it quite euphoric. So we went on to the next stage, and, and I would write some other strategy for the musicians. But it was, uh, it's been a, it's been a long journey, but um, sadly we've lost some, but we've also got some young blood in the orchestra now. Um, as somebody remarked fairly recently, um, the, the, the place where it's least likely to play is in London. That's the London Jazz Composers Orchestra. They play, we play in Warsaw, we play, play in uh, Luxembourg for recently. Uh, but but uh, we, we hope one day we might be able to revisit London. Perhaps we can come back to Dublin. It's, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's always a joy to get the people together, but it's, it's a, a logistic nightmare. Maya Humberger joined us also, and now you happen to be the wife of Barry Guy, but also, in your own right, a musician and a specialist in certain aspects of music. Tell us about your collaborations with, uh, with Barry. Yes, I'm, I'm a Baroque violinist, so it is a very interesting mixture of uh, the so-called ancient you know, instrument in its, in its historic uh, state, unchanged, I mean, Baroque state, and with a modern double bass. And it's very interesting what Izumi just said, because I fully agree. I have had now more than, uh, well, almost 30 years of experience playing with Barry. And, um, and uh, it's absolutely true that whenever, I mean, I would obviously play Baroque pieces with him. I also play composed, totally through composed pieces. But when I play any pieces which involve free improvisation or tiny bits which he you know, offers me to jump into this uh, adventure, then it's exactly that feeling that one feels better better than one is. You know, I, I basically am a better violinist because of the way Barry plays with me. So that's a very nice feeling well, to have. I have to correct this a little bit because <laughs> Maya, Maya being a violinist, she practices a lot and um, she keeps me in order. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exactly a lazy person, but uh, there is always the tendency to, once you're on the road, is not to do as much practices yeah. As, you, uh, as you really want. And Maya gets the violin out at the first opportunity, so I, I, um, I, I, I get my butt kicked. Sort of <laughs> time. Don't, Jim Poole. No, no, it's a very. No, but yeah. it's, 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 a good, it's a good leveler, you know? And yeah. uh, yeah. I, I yes. do more practice now than I ever did, I think. That's true. Yeah. And of course, violinists are quite neurotic people because we have this instrument so close to our ear, and the vibrations go straight to the. To the emotional side of the brain so we are quite this is one of the reasons we're quite hysteric and uh, we do of you course do. fret about <laughs> intonation stuff and we do fret extremely about intonation and uh, that this did mean that Barry sometimes has to do even more practice than he would normally so. if he didn't live as a violinist yeah but it's a yes. very funny relationship I mean full of fun yeah 
But we have some, have some wonderful pieces to play yeah. as well, yeah. which, is, which is great. And, with the, and pieces that we've developed over the years, um, from the earliest music to uh, pieces that have been specially written yeah. for us. And uh, today we actually take a walk to, where is it, the Royal Academy, to uh, play some music of Ben Dwyer. So, which yep. is, uh, and we have a release of a, a piece that he wrote for us two plus David Adams, a wonderful piece. Yeah, that's um, happening on the 28th of April in Dublin. It's going to be the CD release. And this piece is called Umbilical yeah. by Ben Dwyer, who we consider is one of the most amazing Irish composers. So it's a f fantastic piece, but it's also devilishly difficult. So we have been practicing a lot for this in the last few weeks. Difficult. They are very difficult. <laughs> very yes. strong. Yeah, strong, yeah, strong music, but strong. demands everything from yeah. you. Yeah. Today's concert is with a grand piano and a double bass. So um, what do you like about both of those instruments? I like everything about them. I like jazz, uh, so I'm a very big fan of uh, double bass. And the piano is everything. When it comes to music, uh, you have everything there. So uh, I, I love everything about those, uh, about both. Double bass. I'm here to watch the double bass. You see everything. I, I like to be far back from the piano. I find it very loud on, the, on my ears, but the double bass, I could listen to it. Looking forward to that. Oh, actually, the bass is my favorite instrument, and I love it. And I think with piano, it's an amazing combination, and only good things can come from this. The program continues with a solo bass piece, or pieces. It's called Five Fizzles for Samuel Beckett. I think this acoustic might be fun to work with. So here we go. Thank you. Thank you. 
And both of you really, in a sense, you both really specialise in free improvisation, don't you? That is really common to both of your language, your musical characters. One thing I would say that, that since uh, our meeting, um, what, about two and a half years ago in a workshop here in Dublin, this is when I first came across Izumi, and um, uh, I've noticed a, a, a huge um, development of assurance uh, in her playing. And also, it, for me, it's, uh, it, 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 it's been rewarding to, after two and a half years, we did have a, a, a meeting uh, in, in the interim, but um, just to discuss the music. But um, it's been, it's, it's lovely to see that somebody's forming their technique and, uh, and their imagination. And it's also, it's, it's important that the, the, uh, this imagination also has freedom as well and uh, ability to react. And I think I've always subscribed to the idea that the better your instrumental technique, the better your brain can operate in, in, these, in these circumstances. You know, if you're always uh, fighting with no technique or something like that, it has the ability to create sounds. But I, I think the the developed technique allows a, a much freer workplace, so to speak, you know, where we can communicate. And after all, this is what this music's all about, is communication between people, supporting each other. And uh, the old, um, I've, I've been saying it for years, but this is sort of, uh, this is socialist music in the sense that we are looking after each other, we are responding with each other, and we are listening to each other. And I think this is perhaps if a few politicians actually uh, took up improvised music, they might learn a few things. <laughs> An excellent piece of advice, yes. <laughs> if I could come to you, Izumi, again, just to talk a little bit about your own music. Mm -hmm. You have a number of albums. One of them is Asymmetry. Yes. And you have a couple of others as well. And on listening to your music, again, great technical prowess on the instrument, but also a real sense of that you are in control of the creative elements as you play. 
Um, I think it's, a, it's always a, quite a s struggle for me that I'm trying to free myself from my f previous formal way of the music tech training. And um, so the first one, asymmetry, it's kind of manifesting that I am playing all the compositions from other people that really great compositions. Some of them are really, really hard, but I practice a lot and interpret it in my way and recorded Japanese and Irish composers' music. Um, so that was a um, great thing to do, but I, I had, to, had to free myself from that as well, not losing it, but um, just trying to, try to become something else than myself all the time. I think that's, I tend to do that. So um, recent albums are completely improvised, free improvised uh, solo album, and I actually just recorded another one. So I'm, I'm going to, tomorrow I'm going to the studio again to work on that. And I also recorded duo album with jazz guitar player, a guitarist, great uh, um, jazz musician, Tommy Halferty as well. And that's quite challenging as well because we've been playing together for a long time, but we don't speak the same language. And we're just trying to find a space that we can both speak. And um, it's very, it's challenging, but I learn a lot from that as well, and it's really fun as well. So it's, it's hard to know. I think I'm still really searching, really searching, and uh, trying to f find. But as soon as I find some, some place, I tend to move on. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, I'm kind of accepting that as my own character at this point. But so it's quite different, like from one album to the other, it's quite different. And how important do you think is it for a city like Dublin to have concerts free of charge to attend? It's really amazing. I think it's really important um, for a lot of things. I think classical music for the culture and uh, for the musicians is really important that people have to uh, really enjoy it. I think it's essential because it's a good way to approach people to this kind of music that maybe they are not used to listen in the common life. So it's a good opportunity to introduce them to this kind of music and maybe start to listen more and go to more countries. I wish I had more of this in my city. I don't have it. It's very good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's very good uh, that these are available and they're inspiring. I really enjoy this type of music and uh, the various aspects it provides. So. I think it's vitally important. I think the more things that there are to bring people out, and they will be more inclined to come if they feel it's free, and that might just spark off something in them. Um, and I think it's very important to do things like this in, in, across all of the arts, not just in music. Thank you. That's great. Well, I do know uh, Barry and uh, Maya coming up not to, in, in April, in fact, the Barrow River Arts Festival, and I know you're involved in that. Uh, tell us both of you about that festival and what you'll be doing during that. Uh, after you, my dear. Well, we founded this festival actually to, 2011, so it's going to be our sixth festival in Boris House, County Carlow, and uh, in this wonderful stately home, and uh, it's the concept of the festival is it's running from 21st to the 23rd of April, and the concept is also always visual, so there's always an exhibition. It's always old music there, Baroque, Baroque program, this time with Bach arias. And it's always uh, improvised music there, modern music, yeah. and, uh, but always also poetry or text or performance. So this time it's Barry McGovern, the wonderful Irish actor, coming to read Beckett. 
And it starts with Barry giving a recital with Savina Janatou, the most amazing uh, Greek singer, and Francesco Turisi of uh, a mixture of, uh, again, free improvisations and uh, uh, Greek and other ethnic songs. But we also have a very special event, which is a Spanish trio, Agusti Fernandez, who was there already twice in the festival, playing piano, but with, a, with Sonia Sanchez, a flamenco and puto dancer, and a percussionist, Ivo Sanz. So they do totally freely improvised mixture of dance and, uh, and music. And of course, uh, yeah, we have a Swiss trio, Jörg Wickehal, the saxophone, and Barry on the bass, and Lucas Nickley on the drums. So it's, it's a great mixture of um, yeah, classical and ends with the most incredible piano viola recital by one of the great Russian pianists, Polina Leshenko, Nathan Browde. And we also have a wonderful Swedish, she's actually Swedish-Irish soprano coming over, soprano voice, Maria Keohan. So she does the Bach arias, violin arias, but also Swedish hymns. So it's going to be, even in that program, it's going to be a mixture of, of the sort of more traditional music and, and Bach, which is all, almost going to work seamlessly together. So the whole concept of the festival is this wonderful overview of what makes us tick in a way, which, because we are both very, very visual too. So it's always visual, music, ancient too, new and improvised. And we've had the good fortune to host some really wonderful painters over the years, Alan Davy, Bert Irvin, yeah. uh, Huey yeah. O'Donoghue, uh, Paul Moss, Mary Ann Gelly. Yeah. Um, this time it's going to be Bernadette Kiley, who is a really, really great um, yeah, Irish artist, and Alistair Proud, who is, who is the brother of the famous Malcolm Proud, harpsichordist, and uh, an artist from, from Switzerland, Clotilde Peters, photographer. So, um, yeah, it's a great celebration. And, and, up. We're, and we're also having a celebration for Jörg Vicky Halder and myself have a birthday on the same day, on the 22nd of April. It's his so 70th birthday, birthday. you wouldn't believe birthday, it. So we're going to be thrashing then. around. <laughs> Best not to think about it and just play music. Well, you know, for someone who's about to be 70 years of age and for people listening, Barry does not look like someone who is about to be 70 years of age. I would say a mature man of about 50 I would go for 50 here. And he doesn't behave 50, like a kid. He behaves like a kid, is that it? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the, the usual payment will be yours, son.
Here in the Hugh Lane Gallery with Mary Barnicott and Mary is the concert coordinator for Sundays at Noon here at the Hugh Lane. Uh, Mary, what did you make of today's concert? I absolutely loved today's concert. It was Barry Guy and Izumi Kamiri and I'm really inspired by what they did. It was, it was kind of what I expected because I've seen them both play before and I love them both uh, as individual musicians and I've never seen them play together before. And, there was such good chemistry and creativity in the room. I thought it was a fantastic concert. Do you think it made a big impact here on the audience? I think a lot of the audience are used to uh, some of the programming we do here, which would be slightly, I, I guess you could call it left field and uh, exploratory kind of music. Um, so, and I think also the audience today were very much knew what they were coming in to see, actually. <laughs> I got that impression. Tell me about your own involvement here, because you've been part of this series now for quite a while. Yeah, I've been working in the gallery for the concert series for fair on 12, 13 years now, helping with the Sundays at Noon concerts. And I've seen just such an amazing array of artists here. It's an absolute joy to come in on Sundays and work here. It's fantastic. Now, you're a cellist by profession. Uh, you've probably been playing cello all your life, I'd imagine. Since I was about eight or nine, I guess, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What did you make of Barry's technique on the double bass in terms of all the different types of sounds he was going for? Um, it's completely fascinating, and I was lucky I was standing in a place I could see really, really clearly. He was using different sticks and different um, techniques, and he also had a, one foot on a pedal, I noticed, to affect But it wasn't a huge effects pedal. I think it was just kind of gently elevating the sound sometimes. Um, I absolutely love what he did with his bass. It, it was never not musical, obviously, but... Uh, to me, it looked like he was playing about a dozen instruments at the same time. <laughs> and sounded like it, too, and got such a massive range of sounds and moods out of it, you know, like really, really delicate, intricate things from the very bottom of the bass beyond the bridge, and then these kind of really stonking, massive chords as well. Fantastic. And uh, Izumi Kimura on the piano today, uh, playing a wide, I mean, the, the dynamic range and the piano range itself fully explored. I, I just think she's a magical player. Whenever I see her name on anything, I get really excited. Um, she's always just really moving and sensitive. And, you know, she goes in and outside of the piano and all around it. And so technically on it. And yeah, it was really enjoyable to watch her and listen to her. The concert series here at the Hugh Lane, Sundays at Noon, has been running for over 40 years. Probably more than your lifetime. 
about the same as my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, didn't go to many in the first 10 years. <laughs> but it's a beautiful setting, isn't it? And the sounds that the musicians are getting in that particular space are quite phenomenal. It's a really beautiful acoustic, uh, especially, I think, for certain instruments, uh, like, like a double bass or like a string instrument. We had a lovely concert a few weeks ago, Kate Ellis, as part of the Spike Cello Festival, and she was also exploring techniques. And I think very much people are aware that the gallery has a certain resonance in it, so they can do things that you couldn't do in a drier space. Uh, Mary, you've been involved with uh, Gavin O'Sullivan here, who's the concert director for the series, uh, for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, The range of music here is very diverse, isn't it? Yes, and and that reflects all kinds of things. I mean, it's people who apply to do concerts, and it's also Gavin's personal interest, and it's what's going on in the city or the country at the time and who's available, all those things. But I think it is an extraordinary space to... Because it's an hour-long concert, so... you can turn up and it's free and experience something completely different for your Sunday. <laughs> now, you're, as I said, you're a cellist by profession. Are you still playing? Yes, I play quite a lot. <laughs> so tell us uh, what kind of repertoire would be amongst, say, the, the, the favourites, shall we say? Um, well, in recent years I've been doing less classical playing and I play, uh, have a band I compose and arrange my own stuff called Mary and the Pigeons and I would stand up and play the cello. So I play a little bit like a bass and a little give myself the odd tune in the middle every now and then and I'm also playing at the moment I'm learning some traditional music which is another completely different genre a lot of double stopping a lot of rhythmic playing so that's the kind of thing I've been investigating at the moment and really enjoying Mary Barnicott thank you very much thank you very much too okay and I'm back with Justina Um, what did you think of today's performance this performance was fantastic, very emotional, exciting, and fantastic talent, amazing talent. Yeah, it was really interesting. Is there any um, song, any moment that stood out for you? Anything that you liked the most? Uh, yes, it was uh, three, uh, three uh, different songs which I liked. It was very nice and um, uh, giving like something idea to think and to relax. And uh, passion, uh, emotion and passion, a lot. Okay. And could I ask you another question? You were saying earlier that you're from Poznan. So are you visiting Ireland or have you moved here? Um, I actually came to Ireland in 2006. I'm already 10 years in Ireland. <laughs> I'm a resident, I'm working and I'm studying. Okay, great. Okay, thanks a million. Thank you very much. Thank you. with Brendan. Um, what did you like most about the concert? Sitting here in the front row, it was dangerous. There was notes flying around and I, I like to catch three or four bars of anything, work on them, whistle, play or play a little tune with them, but with that I couldn't catch. They were all over the place. How we got so much into the hour, how strong that man is. It, it was a wonderful thing to think that the ubiquitous bass player was a man half asleep. This fella has thrown that lad out. He's gone out the window now. I'm a, I'm a new a new vision of these. So I wouldn't like to be a piano player with him around. She, I'm sure she's ever a bit as good, but I, I, I kind of look at a piano as a piece of furniture. I tend not to look at them. I listen to the piano, but I couldn't take my eyes off them now. We'll come again. We'll come again. 
Okay, I'm back here with Mary. So, seeing the two uh, musicians now, what was your favourite piece? Uh, how, how, what did you think about the concert? It wasn't my favourite. Um, I think there, it was dominated by the bass, which I would have preferred if I heard more piano. He's like, I know he's an absolute master at his artist. A little bit mad, a bit too mad for me. But, uh, like, I can appreciate that, but it wasn't my favourite. Okay, thank you, Mary. Okay. And now I'm back with Mary. So tell me, what did you think about today's performance? Yeah, there's a really good performance, and the music is like a language, and they speak very, very well. And I can say that my favorite story was Fire and Ice. It was really like a battle between these, these two elements, and they created the suspense and the cold of the ice, and suddenly, totally unpredictable, there is a fire up here. And there is this performance, there is just one note of piano higher than overs that just appeared during the fire, and this was really amazing, was my favorite part. Yeah. Cool. And um, are you visiting Ireland, like, uh, or have you moved from France over to Ireland? Uh, I live here for six months now, but before to live here I was in vacation for time, and I fell in love with Dublin. Yeah. Great, great to have you. <laughs> Thank you. And um, back over to you now. Tell me, what, what, what did you think about today's performance? Oh, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's the first time that I, I'm watching a, a, this kind of concert, improvisation, and um, I really enjoy it. They are very good. The part that I most liked was the three pieces that they played at once together. I think the first one was Fire and Eyes, and the other two others, I, I can't remember the name. But it was really good because I could see the making notes with different techniques that I couldn't see, it be, that I didn't see it before. With, for example, uh, with a wood stick and after that with a metal stick. And she playing the piano inside the piano directly in the strings. It was really crazy, but at the same time really uh, good and interesting. Um, it was really good. Completely different, but at the same time really interesting and you really could feel the, the music and feel what they were trying to pass through us. It was really good. So, um, thanks very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to today's musicians, Barry Guy and Izumi Kimura. Thanks also to concert series director Gavin O'Sullivan and all at the Hugh Lane Gallery for accommodating Near FM. This series is produced and edited by Paul Loughran, with sound production by Gay Graham, production support Gary Kirwan, and additional interviews by Dorothy Meyer-Haltkamp. Thank you to all the staff and volunteers with Near FM and Phoenix FM for making these broadcasts possible. The Sundays at Noon concert series takes place in the beautiful Sculpture Gallery at the Hugh Lane every Sunday between September and June, and attendance is free to the public. Please join us at the same time on Tuesday, April 18th, when we welcome sound art performers, The Quiet Club and Crow. My name is Ken Tui. Until next time, thank you for listening.
This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.